Twitter, I think. All right, let's, <laughs> get, let's get after it. Let's get after it. You guys it want to talk, talk some basketball? We we talked a shitload of basketball last week. We we'll we'll sprinkle a little bit talked, of basketball in. Yeah, yeah we, we probably we, talked this too is a much. Ben last Simmons week. trade rumors podcast. Um, <laughs> and, it's uh, happening. It's <laughs> happening. This is the first time I felt like this is for real. Yeah, and then we had uh Playoff NBA, NBA trade Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poor Dame. Oh my God. Percy Jim McCollum. <laughs> They're just getting the team around them. This like, is like what happened to fucking Steve Nash. We'll talk about it on the show. We'll talk about it on the show. Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. Now, which of you Maroons has ever played basketball before? In the Matrix, hell. This is the Van Slam, Vancouver's only NBA podcast to our knowledge here on the Area 51 Sports Network. I'm your host, Joshua Griffith, and joined as always by the boss man, LaShawn James. Sean, what's happening? Oh, you know, just Saturday morning. Finish my iced coffees, so I'm kind of looking at this empty cup in sadness, wishing it would refill itself. Um, but otherwise, I'm doing great, man. I get to hang out with you boys. Hey, fantastic! Good for iced coffees, bad for paper straws. And of course, we're joined by the one and only Bover Slept, loving the name today. Come on in, man, and welcome to the slam. Yes, I will take responsibility. I did uh, oversleep. I had uh, <laughs> my booster, Bowman, for three. I uh, had my uh, third shot and uh, Get boosted. Getting a bit of the woozy. Getting a bit that, of the woozy. So is that a yeah. Larry? Is that a Larry Bird three ball? It is. I feel it is. That's a Larry Bird three ball. Congratulations! Because I am now invincible and will never catch <laughs> any disease ever. I've been it's eating. over. I woke up and had a bowl of rusty nails for breakfast, and I cannot be killed by conventional diseases. Ha ha! That's that's what this thing was for, right? That's right. It's like armor, but for the inside. Mm, very oh. good. Yes, I have a cup of radioactive sludge that I'm drinking <laughs> in the hopes of maybe gaining some sort of superpowers. I'm not picky. I'm not choosy. I'll take anything, really. Yeah, I'll go lick all the streets in Chernobyl. I'm yeah. I'm ready. That's right. That <laughs> may not be the smartest uh, idea, Sean. I will become. I like. I'm I'm with Bowman. I'm not picky on whatever my superpower is, but whatever it is, I am ready in my life to embrace that superpower. Yeah, and uh, join the Avengers. There it is. Everything you touch dies. Oh man, that's oh, that's like Rogue. Nobody liked Rogue. Oh. I gotta wear gloves all the time. I hate gloves. Yeah. What about in the summer? Oh, they'd be pretty good, like Hitman in like a mosh pit or something. Okay. Would, okay. Yeah. Glove yeah. comes off. A little bit of a toucheroo. Then off I go. What happened? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Dropkick Murphy Slayer strikes again. Every Dropkick <laughs> Murphy's concert, somebody dies. And no one knows who it is because that's a good mosh pit, actually. It's a really good yeah. pit. It's uh, it's ASAP Rocky's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most, thi oh. most things are ASAP yep. Rocky's fault. 
Agreed. Reference after reference we can make. <laughs> That's uh, my superpower. Reference, reference, reference. It's, Pearl it's Jam good that, power. That we started this way, though, because <laughs> we did a little bit too much NBA talk last week. I noticed we, like, we actually talked for over an hour about it was weird. Really specific, actual NBA news and topics. And People maybe. actually got what was advertised on the show. Yeah. Was I wasn't ready weird. for that myself. No. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we could start it off, you know, on a, on a great point with a little bit of uh, some craziness. But we are going to chat about some NBA because my John's to. team is on a five-game winning streak from when we last recorded. The the bow Bover the Bover slept. How do I use that as a noun? But Bover Slep's team um, <laughs> was looking good to start the season. And then they won kind of a, a two-game stumble in the in the last couple of days against the Mavericks and the uh the Washington Wizards. So, oh dude, they're fine. Everything is fine. There's no there's no I like, stumbling. I liked the slanted hoop delay. Oh, um, I fucking hated that. <laughs> and I hated that on the West Coast with a seven o'clock start time, which is pretty rare for the Sixers yeah. to play late. I hated that. I could only imagine <laughs> like the game ended, I think, at 1 30 in the morning uh oh, in, in Philly. Because I was late starting the game, uh, so I didn't I didn't start it until um, a few minutes. And so I turned it on, and it was just a repeating loop of these NBA TV dudes with the iPads talking about their greatest plays and all that sort of stuff. Oh, uh, like, man. oh, Gary Payton. Like, oh, yeah, this is where I did this Gary Payton thing. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks, Gary Payton. Um, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Oh, this is where I did my Donovan Mitchell stuff. Oh, great. Thanks, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and then, like, what the fuck? What's going on with the game? And then they finally came back to the broadcast. And they were like, had the level out and they had the ladder and they were measuring the hoop and then they kept <laughs> fucking it up. And then they like raise it like, okay, we're good to go. Then a referee is standing there looking at it going, still not right. And everyone's like, what? And he's like, look at it. And then you see the cat, like his POV from like the camera side. I'm like, yeah, that's a wonky ass hoop. And then they're like, I don't know. Then they had like one backup hoop. So they had to wheel the whole thing out. Wheel the new one in, crowds clapping and cheering. And then when they set up the new hoop, they're ready to go. And then they have to bring out the ladder to measure it. And then everyone's booing the ladder. Boo! No, don't measure it. You've got to measure it. What's your problem? So we've after, gone through these steps already. We got to finish it. Finish and I will say the 76ers were having a really good start to that game. And then the big delay ruined everything. And they ended up coming up just a bit short to the Mavericks when it was all said and done. So they went from third in the East now to fifth. So yeah, they're two games back, but uh, Cleveland and Milwaukee, I think are one and a half games back. So it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, they're still they're still right there. Like, and and honestly, losing to the Mavs is is no you know hang your head in depression thing either. The Mavs have been really fun. Luca doing Luca things with that post rising Drummond, which I did not expect. Oh, yeah, that was wild, dude. But it's like they had I I could care less about the last two losses. Their win on what was it Monday night uh, against the Grizz in overtime without Embiid, Maxi, another one of his hype coming game. out parties. Like that was the Joel that, Embiid hype game. 
that was yeah. absolutely absolutely nuts so yeah i'll take those two losses if it still gets them that win on uh on monday over the over the grizzlies because that was an awesome awesome game and of course out of that game with everybody talking about how great tyrese maxi is how Maxie's more beloved in philadelphia than simmons in like half a season than simmons ever was they don't even need simmons we got the guy right here this kid's got a bright future everyone talk about how great tyrese maxi is and then here comes some more leaks about ben simmons and what ben simmons is up to and more bitching and crying about oh doc rivers never came to see me in the soft season in California, yeah, sure, he uh, uh, called me and texted me, and I never responded to any of his stuff. But he still didn't come, and I'm mad about that. Like, dude, what do you expect? I, I had to read that th- that little passage three times to be like, am I crazy, or is he complaining that he didn't that Doc Rivers didn't like read his mind and just show up with a boombox <laughs> over his head like he's fucking Lloyd Dobler? Uh, yeah, it's nuts. But again, all this stuff coming out the day after when everyone's all talking about Tyrese Maxey and how great he is. I was like, oh, Rich Paul, Clutch, all of you dickheads. Every attempt you've had to make your client sympathetic has blown up in your face. And yeah, I'm not I'm not having it. And then also Simmons. Now we're going to talk about Simmons for a bit. Uh, also, Simmons is like, oh, yeah, he was upset when uh, Joel Embiid threw him under the bus after the Hawks loss where, you know what, Simmons, he didn't say anything about Joel Embiid against the Raptors in 2019. It was like, yeah, he was the best guy on the court outside of Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah, yeah that's well, the reason you didn't say anything because that wouldn't have made any sense. You he sure was the best player and he was the most passionate player. Like, yeah. he was devastated by that loss. Like, could yeah. you imagine him being like, yeah, he was just not quite good enough you know like you pick the wrong you pick the wrong fucking series to be like i didn't bury Embiid when he sucked in this series it's because he didn't he didn't pass it but he dunks directly underneath the hoop with no no guards on him and that's the worst thing that's the worst thing whenever simmons news comes about is i have to watch that shit over and over and over again oh here's who ben simmons is passing up the dunk i think every angle available to human to humanity to mankind has now been presented of the dunk not taken and i'm just i every time he kind of flutters up it's like oh remember this though it's like yeah i will yeah, never forget unfortunately, that unfortunately i do guys yeah, so, you know I, th- I really think that you're being too hard on ben simmons if you, you know if we're alluding to the ramona shelburne article that she spoke with ben He's having a really hard time in in South Jersey finding basketball courts to go play on. You know, <laughs> people are taking his picture, guys. They're they're sitting around social media. We need to really think about Ben here. I think you guys are yeah. being a little bit too rough. Because he's yeah, because he's not using like public like courts or like the Y or any of that high school gyms or anywhere he fucking dominates. He's back. He's like been training and using the Sixers facility. A lot recently because of exactly what you said is that, yeah, he's getting his picture taken and videos are leaking of him playing at fucking high school outdoor courts or whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He's like underneath the rim, passing it right to the, the chain link fence. No, all that you imagine, <laughs> imagine how much Philadelphia would lose their collective mind if like video leaked of him just doing like just playing a pickup game or whatever and just like frame for frame, moment for moment, he does the exact same thing, passes up an open dunk under the hoop. 
Oh man, people would people would fucking snap. It get crazy. But also, it's like Ben. I thought you're all about footage leaking from your YMCA games and from your summer shoot arounds. And look know, how hard he's training. Look how hard he's training. Like, oh, now all of a sudden you don't want that out there. That's so interesting. Oh my yeah. goodness. Well, you mentioned Rich Paul, and uh, are we going to to see a Ben Simmons trade? I swear to God, we mention it every week, but once again, it's in the headlines. Sham Sharani with an article where Ben Simmons and James Harden might be a swap. Rob one for Faye, one, do it. Rob Fay is even tweeting about basketball now. I see about uh, a Ben Simmons. And a James Harden trade. I don't I don't understand it from a 76ers point of view. I guess maybe from a Nets point of view, if Ben Simmons is you ready just get to somebody go. who plays. Here, here's, here's the thing. All right. With this uh the Simmons Harden trade. I've never wanted Harden on the 76ers. Uh, I was thrilled last year when we were at the exact same spot talking about Harden for Simmons. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was thrilled even with what happened. I was still glad they kept with, uh, they kept with Ben, uh, last year. So last yesterday when the article came out and when the rumors really started to pick up steam was the first time I actually thought that, oh shit, this is possible. This is something that is going to happen. And I got excited. And the more I thought about it, the more I want this hardened deal to happen more than anything else for a couple reasons. One. Because Simmons is under contract for so long and the Nets don't have to worry about re-signing him uh, or losing him for nothing, there's not a huge risk they're taking on their end as far as a player on an expiring contract. Two, if Maury is going to get Harden in a Sixers uniform, which it seems like that's his purpose in life is to do that, I would much rather them do that now when he has an expiring contract in the summer and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. committing to him sight on scene with this team and this dynamic in the summer for big money and big term. And then they're fucking stuck with him. That's the thing. That's why they might hold on to Simmons until the off season is that uh, they want to take a run at Harden when he's a free agent. I don't want Harden as a free agent because that's what I feel will set the team back. Uh, Cause he's getting up there in years. He's over 30. He's so old and, and so he's slowing down and he's, he's slowing down. And that fat suit's not going to be a fat suit soon enough. It's going to be, Oh, it's, that's for real. Um, so I don't want them committing long-term money in term, but if they bring them in now and it doesn't work out or he starts to be a bit of a bitch or a baby, like he seems to be everywhere he goes, mm-hmm. then at least maybe Philly has the time to not, sign him like long-term and let him potentially walk in free agency. So this is the lowest risk. James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er scenario. So I am actively rooting for this to happen. And because Ben is, you know, where he is with his contract, Sixers have all the leverage here. Yeah. The the Nets are going to lose him for nothing. So if the Nets are asking for Matisse Thibel, Tyrese Maxey, any of these like folks that I consider to be untouchable. Take a hike. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Kick rocks. All right, we're just going to keep Ben, and then we're going to do sign-in trades in the offseason. We'll get Harden. You can take him now for Ben for the next three years or lose him for nothing in the offseason. Balls in your court, bitches. So yeah, he's um, going to be a 76 or either way. So yeah, it, it, it seems like an inevitability because Maury just absolutely adores uh, James Harden. We got to stop 
you know, treating this like this is 2017, 2016 James Harden. Um, but uh, yeah, if he was going to be a 76er, this is the road it needs to happen on. So I'm I'm rooting for this. And you know what? You'll probably see maybe Danny Green or Shake Milton or Furkan Korkmaz go back the other way if Brooklyn is emphatic about no we want player we want another player in addition to simmons fine but they're not giving up maxi or thibel they fucking better not i'll tell you that mm-hmm. give I'm it how much do one how much one if you can does this would that hurt the 76ers defense if they to lose thibel or to use ben anyone to, to, to well not even any other pieces yeah, Ben's, Ben's not, not even, even playing there. though. That, that's why, like, if Thibel stays, well, ben, oh, they'll be they'll Ben's be fine. Not, but like, even Danny Green, like Danny Green can play defense. Like, I mean, he's not the best defender, but he's sure of a hell of a lot better defender than James Harden is. I yeah. don't think. Yeah, I don't think it'll matter. So if they keep Matisse Thibel, they've got a defensive specialist. That's fine. Uh, I don't want necessarily Danny Green being the one to to go. I'd probably maybe prefer. Oh, I bet I like Shake and Furcon as well. I like everybody. How about this? Nobody goes except for Ben. Nobody comes except for James Harden, and then we're all fine. One for one, let's do it. But um, from a defensive standpoint or whatever, yeah, if they lose Thibel, then they're you know in, in deep trouble. But then they're basically committing to foot races. Well, we've got Harden. Harden's a great scorer, so we'll just outrun teams 125 to 117 or whatever, which I never want to see it turn into that, but you know, we'll see. But this is the first time in all of this that I felt like, this this could happen. This has a this has a smell of reality. We got five days before the trade deadline. Rumors and scuttlebutt are that this deal could happen before the deadline. So now every day I'll be waking up and checking the phone. Did it happen? Did it happen? Because one day I'm going to look at my phone and Ben Simmons is not going to be a 76er anymore. And that's going to be a wild Ooh. day. Yeah. yeah. I, I like I- the idea of him going to the Nets because they'll play lots, right? So... Oh yeah, it gives you extra extra <laughs> opportunity to have uh, Simmons show up at the Spectrum, uh, right in front of all the Philly faithful to uh, to lots of jeers and boos. But the thing is, too, I I think the Brooklyn Nets have pl- plenty of reason to do this, especially since they love players that don't play. <laughs> yeah, that's their thing. <laughs> You'll just fit right in. Well, I saw somebody had mentioned it. Like, oh, imagine if Philadelphia versus Brooklyn playoff series where Kyrie Irving doesn't play in Brooklyn and Ben Simmons doesn't play in Philadelphia. <laughs> He's scared. Yeah, he just has like mental health uh, breaks on all of those games. Yeah. Yeah, because him going to Sacramento or something, Sacramento now kind of pulled themselves out of the Ben Sim- Simmons sweepstakes. Uh, him great. going to Sacramento is like, yeah. oh yeah, they'll play twice a year, once in Philly. Okay, it'll be an event, sure. But I also kind of want him to go to, I don't want him going to a rival and absolutely like, then he, he works on his shot and he becomes a player he was always <laughs> supposed to be. That would suck. If he went to the Celtics and basically went on a revenge tour and is like, you know what, I'm going to put that work in on my shot. I'm going to do this and I'm going to turn into that basketball player that I always should have been in Philadelphia. And he just smokes the 76ers in the playoffs year after year after year. Oh shit. That would be uh I don't know if I'd ever recover. I fuck it. <laughs> Move on, new sport. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch something else. Basketball's ruined for me now. Uh we'd be but, yeah. calling you up north of the border to be a Raptors fan. <laughs> yeah, but I mean you're <laughs> trading him in the same division to like the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, they'll see each other tons. And there's some people out there saying they don't think Ben Simmons will ever play in Philadelphia again. Uh <sighs> 
just that he'll like, oh, he'll always be, oh, I'm a little sick or oh, I'm not feeling great. I got back soreness and stuff because he doesn't want to face that rabid, rabid crowd. And I know I've mentioned it before. I think back to that home opener this year where everybody in the crowd had signs or had altered their jerseys or were dressed as clowns or babies or whatever. That that crowd is just salivating at the opportunity to give this guy the business the second he uh, he shows up. It's it's interesting. Like this got to be unprecedented, right? Like if he if he completely boycotts any games in a particular building, he's got to be the first to do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I would, I'd probably would say just it. have it in his claws that he does not play. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine <laughs> Reggie Miller going. I'm not playing at the Garden. Spike Lee is too mean to me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to play at the garden. No, not having it. No, that's the thing, right? You know, those, those players go into hostile territory and they want to shove it it, and they want to shove it in their faces. Yeah. They play on another level when they're looking to do that sort of stuff, but that's never been, I think like Simmons's way. And to see him all of a sudden develop this revenge driven killer instinct would be the biggest shock. Obviously another scenario that could be on the table here is, uh, they keep Simmons, uh, and then he rejoins the team after the trade deadline. But I don't, I don't see that happening at all. He's not going to play for them. And I also kind of maybe don't want it to happen because he would just fuck up the vibe. Honestly, mm-hmm. like they got a good thing going, and they are they're, you know, a cohesive unit. They work really well together. They've come together a lot uh, in his absence. And Bede, obviously, the leader of that team. So, uh, yeah, it's just you know putting an element in there doesn't need to be in there, even though he does technically on paper, make them better. I agree. agree Their last, their last two losses kind of exemplify a reason why they need a player like a Ben Simmons though. Right. When you, when you look at the downfalls uh, of their loss to, you know, the the wizards and and the Mavericks there, that, that they were in need of a facilitator and a little bit more defense. So yeah, you know, if, if Ben Simmons isn't going to come back and they're, and they're not going to get any trade pieces for him coming back their way, do you think that the, the 76ers have enough? Because it's it's such a tight Eastern Conference. Do you think they have enough right now to kind of take that top spot to, you know, be the, the top team in the East? I'd love to say so, but I don't think they do. Uh, I think they have the right pieces to win a playoff series or two. I just like, I look up and down the East and I go, yeah, they can beat them in a series. They can beat them in a series, but uh, Miami and Chicago, the two teams at the top are the two teams. I go, Ooh, I don't know. And to another extent, I feel that same way about Milwaukee where I don't know if they have the juice to get through a seven game series against the Milwaukee Bucks. There's not a lot of teams I feel that way about when it comes to how they match up in the playoffs, but uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot tougher than it needs to be. Yes, they've had a great season. Um, but uh yeah, I don't know. Embiid would have to be an absolute monster, but you know, luckily he has been back to back Eastern Conference player of the month. Uh apparently I was looking, he jumped from like ninth place in all the pundits MVP voting uh back in like mid or early December to first place now in the span of like six weeks or whatever. So uh, he's playing best basketball of his career and it's been awesome to see. So he's that guy, right? If he gets hot and he takes over a game, they could steal a game or two. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to move to another Eastern Conference team, one that me and Sean follow very closely, and they have been on a absolute heater lately. <laughs> Five game winning streak. They're all healthy. We're seeing Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, OG Ananobi. That's that's oh, NBA All Star Fred Van Fleet. What's the well. respect on his I'm name? Sorry. That's yes. that's uh, we we petition we petitioned hard for that. We got it. Freddie is an all-star. The boy bet on say, himself. I also got to say, the Bulls and Heat that you mentioned being scary teams in the East, the Raptors have beat them uh, in this five-game winning streak. They beat them twice each, uh, Yeah, actually. So uh, that and... Uh, or no, sorry. They did lose uh, to the Bulls the first time they met. They beat the Heat twice. And they beat the Hawks twice. Yeah, I was so. on the UFO show with uh, Adam Kersenblatt the other day, and he asked me, mm-hmm. "Oh, what do you think, Raptors and Bulls?" I'm like, "Bulls, come on! I'm <laughs> I'm famous for being on that show and getting everything wrong." And you just yeah, do the complete to... opposite of oh, all no, your do the opposite. That's what I'm saying. You gotta do it. So I'm like, "Oh yeah, Bulls, no chance for the Raptors. Bulls for sure." And then there was another one in the Western Conference. I can't remember what it was. I'm like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna get smoked." And then the opposite <laughs> happened there. And I was like, "Holy Jesus Christ!" Okay. But yeah, I saw the they beat the Bulls and uh, they beat the Bulls in OT, and I went back and watched the highlights. That seemed to be a really good game. I I love it. I love it. Um, I mean, now you're looking at uh, where are they here in the standing? They're up to seventh now, four and a half points back of Chicago, yeah. but stealing uh, some points from them back to back is is certainly going to help them claw back in there. I I don't know, man. I'm. I'm jiving with what this looks like. If you're Toronto going into this deadline, I think Drogic is gone, right? Okay. <laughs> and uh, Drogic is, as from what I've been heard, he's uh, his Uber keeps circling around the Pearson Airport and can't <laughs> find the exit. Yeah, and he's out. And he's out for this game. So shout out to Blake Murphy uh, from Sportsnet <laughs> 590 for that one because every time there's a trade up that. Uh, update on uh strategies that's that's what's he just doesn't doing. know where he's landed he's circling around pearson yep he just doesn't know where he's going yet so i'm i'm sticking to my prediction he's go, he's gonna be a maverick um that's my I, that's my call from the off season i know anthony davis has street clothes as the uh his, yep. his nickname can <laughs> yep. we, um can yeah. we maybe give uh tragic parking garage <laughs> 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 yeah, he's, he's park pass. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I do, I do really want a center as well um, for Toronto. So if I were to add like one thing to the wish list, it'd be a center and a Goran Dragic trade. I think, I think those two things, and this is a huge success for the Raps. Um, and then you just see wherever this goes, right? Like they're in the playoff picture right now. If they can keep in there. Um, you know, I, they're, they're the type of team that will give anybody trouble. I don't know if you would ever like favor the Raptors in any series right now, but they're, they're pesky, right? So like you put them up against Miami or Chicago and I'm not flinching too hard because I know for sure the Raptors can, can steal a game or two. So yeah. if they can like, they can earn a couple extra ones, they can move on. And uh, 
I wouldn't even be all that surprised by it. Like that's the type of team that the Raptors have become. And that's, that's such the culture that they have is that they're just pesky and annoying and will outwork you. So if you don't have the skill to overcompensate for that, they're going to beat you. I did say on the UFO show that I was not sure about that game because you don't know what Raptors team you're getting. Like they they have the absolute capacity and I, I would not be surprised to see, oh, the Raptors beat the Chicago Bulls. But on the flip side of that, I would not be surprised. Oh, the Bulls absolutely beat the shit out of them. They've been That's we've it. talked about this on the show a lot this year. They've been such a tough team because they don't really seem to have like a really clear like identity. They've been such a tough team to predict because, yeah, they've got their five game win streak right now. We could be sitting here a week, a week or two from now going, yeah, they've lost eight in a row and be like, Yep, that's you know, it's not surprising. <laughs> like, for the course, yeah. Yep, there you go. So, and it's not it's, like they're losing yeah. their games embarrassingly though, either, right? Like no. they're they're playing every every game really tough, which is nice to see. And that Eastern Conference is crazy from the Charlotte Hornets yeah. in ninth place, right up to the Chicago Bulls in first. There's only five and a half games separating them. So we're going to be just seeing movement all year. If the Toronto Raptors want to make us a splash on the trade deadline for February 10th, there's going to be probably some options, some that could probably fit better than others, but it's still, there's a lot of questions still to answer for Toronto. It's, it's quite the playoff picture. Like I'm looking at it and I'm, I keep thinking to myself, Charlotte should be in that picture. Yes. Yep. And I and I'm looking at it to see like who should fall out. And honestly, I think it's probably the Celtics. Um, But damn, like that's that's, there's a lot of really good teams in there, and I could just as easily see it being Toronto that's you know goes on a slide and falls right out of the picture, and Charlotte sneaks in. So I I'm looking at the rest, and I don't think like anywhere. Brooklyn up is moving out. Well, because um, here's yeah, because here's the thing: Charlotte at sitting at ninth, out outside looking in, but they're only five and a half games back of one. Right, yeah. that's a very 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 tight. Like I said, Sixers a couple losses, they go from three to three to five or three to six like overnight. Uh, you look at it in the West, where the comparable position, the Lakers sitting in ninth, are seventeen games back. Now I know that's because you know the the Suns are kind of fucking up the curve there because the Suns yeah. are you know on an absolute tear. <laughs> They're just beasts. <laughs> However, even going so far down, like the Jazz in fourth are ten games back, whereas fourth place in the East, the Bucks are only one and a half games back. As are the Cavs ahead of them. Uh, the Heat are a half game back. So that's a really really tight Eastern Conference, and yeah, that's going to be I feel a really exciting play in. Uh, attorney because mm-hmm. you're gonna have a lot of teams all the way down to the end like you philadelphia could find itself in a play-in right who will be jockeying yeah. for position and it's gonna come down to those four game runs those five game runs like the raptors are on right now to get yourself out of the play-in and get yourself actually in the postseason it's funny because like you said looking at the west it's pretty well set like there's it's gonna take a lot to to really move things around like at this point it looks like we're gonna get an la uh, clash for the play-ins. Um, I, I could very like that would be really exciting. Although it sounds like Kawhi is probably out for the year, so that hurts. Yeah. 
Oh, well, you um, don't think uh, you don't think Portland with their uh, with their active <laughs> trading is going to be in on the postseason? Is that what you're saying, Sean? They lost playoff Powell. They're out. They're done. <laughs> They're Fucking done. poor Dame, man. Oh, man I can't guy. believe it. Oh, it's like Steve Nash when Steve Nash like re-upped with Phoenix and was like, okay, cool, I'll come back. Like, yeah, we'll give you pieces. We'll make a contender, of course. And then they get locked up Steve Nash and then traded away fucking everybody. Heartbreaking to see because that would have been one of Nash's like last kicks at the can, uh, that contract. And I remember being always super, super mad. I can't find myself ever really truly fully rooting for the Suns because of that, because what they did to, to, to poor Steve. But uh yeah. Oof, the poor Dame. Yeah. But he's I, still he's still like, committed though. Left, man. Like who do, aside from like, you know, they have his usual crew, like he has like uh McCallum. McCallum, yeah, thank you. Uh, so he has McCallum and that's pretty yeah. well it. Yeah, right? he's got McCallum. Well now he's, he's got, got... He's got McCallum forever. Right? He's got like Keon Johnson for Eric, so long. Eric Bledsoe now too. And oh, oh yeah, there you go. Can Aim we talk we, about Eric we, Bledsoe? And we went out. And we got you, Eric trade. Bledsoe. What's your problem? <laughs> We're trying to put a big, a good team on the court here. Okay, so I I want to just mention how it's very clear that Portland got out of the luxury tax with this trade. And they are probably not in on anything right now. Jody Allen has been dealing with some off-court issues with the Portland Trail Blazers this year. Uh, oh. She's also got some things to deal with with the Seattle Seahawks. as She deals with, with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and what they're going to be doing this year. So uh, I think that it's, it's kind of a punt season for the Portland Trail Blazers oh, this yeah. year. Um I think we will see maybe some CJ McCallum trade. Who wants him? And if they trade what are you McCallum, get for? That's it for like, Dame. If they trade McCallum, then Dame's going to be like, I'm all right. I stuck with you. I was loyal, but it's like, I'm getting out. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I, I feel like he should do that right now, to be honest. But, and that's not because of the, the trade with Powell or like to me that, mildly moves the needle right but like you're selling off like your tertiary pieces now and it's like okay it was it's been dame and mccollum forever right so at some point you have to accept this isn't working anymore and you need like you need something else you either need to add a lot more talent to your lineup like a lot more or you need to just blow it up and try to go reboot, like a rebuild route. Try to get the biggest package that you can for Dame, and and try to build differently. Like, I get Dame sells tickets in Portland, but like you're you're not a you're not a free agent destination, right? Yeah, and you didn't build around him properly like Milwaukee did with Giannis. So. What's your, Milwaukee, what's your plan here? Milwaukee and Yanis, that's a good comparable because here's another guy who said, I'm not going anywhere. He could. He very easily could have. I'm not going anywhere. I'm committed to being here and winning a championship. And then they built properly around him, which is great. But you look at the the glory moments for the Portland Trailblazers over the last like five or six seasons. Yeah, a couple uh, first round playoff wins off of big Dame shots. 
and stuff. And that's pretty much all they have to be excited about and all they have to like hang their hats on is still we're years beyond uh, a big dame shot to end a series. And but that's it. It's usually only first round. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Like aside from some dame daggers at the buzzer, I can't really think of anything that I'm like, damn, what a great moment for Portland. (laughs) (laughs) So like for me, if I'm, if I'm Dame, like it doesn't need to be this trade deadline because that's way too soon, but this off season, you gotta be, you gotta be looking at other options. And that sucks to say, because I do have this soft spot for Portland. Like it's the closest geographical team to us. Yes. I like, I have this, I have such a soft spot for them. I just, man, like you gotta, you gotta accept that you didn't build properly and then proceed to do so. And I, and I hate players, you know, not playing up to their contracts, demanding trades, wanting out. I usually hate that, but this is a situation where I feel it would be pretty warranted. The guy said all the right things was totally willing to be there, but you are consistently letting him down with being unable to build around him where, you know, I also want the guy to be successful. This isn't Harden pouting his way out of the rockets or anything like that. Like this guy said, he did all the right things, said all the right things. They're letting him down. So I would like to see him go somewhere and be successful. Yeah. Good player. Agreed. Oh yeah. Like still very much an elite level talent. Like the, the frustrating thing about Dame Lillard is just, Portland has always just been that up and coming team. They've never been the top echelon mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, Western conference teams. When we're looking at golden state or the Lakers or what the Phoenix suns, they're, they're always that just, you know, that second tier level of team. And they've always tried to surround him in Portland with great players and, use him okay he's our our all-star but maybe maybe dame literally is just that number two like maybe he's not on all-star maybe he needs to be on a team with one of those top echelon players to actually show what he can do because to say that maybe portland didn't give their franchise or their players a chance i don't think it is fair i think that they they definitely went all in and they tried to, you know, give a championship team, but just some of the teams that they were having to face against were just just giants at that time. So now they've they've kind of come to the point where it's like, well, well, we have to we have to punt, we have to maybe kind of retool, revamp, find another way to go about things because the way that we're trying with CJ McCallum and and Dame Lillard and these these stars isn't working right now. I think that's pretty fair like uh they they had a pretty bulky western conference for a good number of years especially through the dame prime i just you're right it's not enough you know it's it evidently hasn't been enough at any point and so you either need another player of that caliber or to kind of i really like honestly i'll both of our teams I think they've gone around about the the right model, right? You build from yeah. within. And I and I'm a huge fan of, of Portland. I'm a huge fan of Portland too. Like I love, you yeah. know, if you're gonna ask me another way, you know, to pick my second or third team, Portland's gonna Portland's be in, in there. there. Yeah, love the yeah. Moto Center. Yep. 
closest geographical team to us right now. So yeah, I yeah, I got no when ill will. I want Portland. Good. They're, they're fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They I are. just they need to look at the Toronto model and follow that. Draft and develop from within. You know, like they're not gonna. I don't ever really see Portland being this trade destination or this free agent destination. You you have to acquire your players from the draft. You have to and. I, we just have never really seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Like w- we've never seen them properly develop from within. And like, I even think of like the Powell trade with Toronto where they traded Gary Trent Jr. That's a great piece for their future and that they, they could have kept. And instead they sauce it over to Toronto uh, for Powell. And now look at what's happened, right? <coughs> now they're now they're trading Powell. Like, what did that get them? Where That's what was the point of that trade? trade? That's a good trade tree for Toronto. Oh, <laughs> Toronto is laughing, right? Maybe it's... that got them like they could look at point to Dame and go, look, we're trying. We're making moves. We're trying to make this team better. You can't we're say active. you can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't say we're sitting on our hands and not doing anything. Look what we're doing for you. Yeah, are we doing anything of Playoff like power. consequence? Not yeah. really, but we're doing things. Um, like to me, Trent Jr. is the type of player that they should be looking for and keep it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know? I like Trent Jr. So, like, oh, Toronto <laughs> slam dunk. Like, they didn't even have to develop him or anything like that, draft him. They just went and poached him from somebody else. Like, that's what Portland needs to do going forward, is they need to find Trent Juniors and other organizations and poach them and then draft those type of guys again. Yes. Um, yes. But keep them, right? Like, not trade them for... I mean... I, I like Powell just as much as anybody else, but it's Norman Powell. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Why are we trading future assets <laughs> as Portland for Norman Powell? I've never understood that trade from, from Portland's side. <laughs> this should Ever. basically answer my question for the, uh, what do you guys think the Clippers got out of the deal is, why are you trading for Norman Powell? <laughs> okay, here's the other thing. Okay, so if you're the Clippers, you're on. You got the, Robert Covington. They got Robert Covington. Yeah, but like they're on the the edge of the playoff picture right now in the West, I, right? Yeah. They're going to have to play the Lakers right now, probably in a play-in, right? They've got no Kawhi. They've got lots of injury issues throughout. Uh, Tyron Lu saying that he doesn't he doesn't believe. Kawhi's coming back this season at all, right? Like he's hopeful, but he doesn't believe he's coming back. Yeah. So now you've got Powell and Covington coming in for, I don't, aside from like opening up a contract space, which they do, I don't really see why they really felt they needed to go and do this trade. Uh, like, what are, what are you doing, right? Like, do you believe well, with Powell. your current roster? that you're going to now, with this trade, be able to uproot the Lakers in a play-in. Playoff foul. Playoff foul. He's going to take LeBron out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, when you, to me, like, when you think about it like that, and, like, think about their position right now, I'm like, your only hope for this season, because, let's face it, Clippers are in win-now kind of mode, even though, like, Clearly, that's not happening. Yeah. Um, 
they're they're in play they're in win now mode as soon as they did the Kawhi and paul george moves they're in win now mode right yeah they their only hope is to either go like nuclear and trade everybody and start rebuilding or to beat the lakers and become the number one relevant team in the city for which the first they, time ever. Yeah, which would they beat the Lakers when the Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis and Melo and all that. Like, that'd be, yeah, that'd be that'd great. Be and, that, and that would destroy the old man Lakers team. That'd be it. Oh, They'd it have to move on. Them. And you might even see LeBron in another jersey if that were to happen. It'll go somewhere else. Yeah. LeBron the Clipper. No, just kidding. Oh, uh, man. Oh, <laughs> the chaos of it all. That would be so fun, actually. Like, yeah, LeBron, um, you think you're hot shit. Go go to the Rockets, right? Yeah. Go to uh, go to the Magic. Let's see what you got. Let's see you take a basement bottom feeding team and Portland take them trail, all the way to the top. <gasps> yeah. Go to Portland, LeBron. <laughs> there it is. Go to Portland. That's he just something. turns around and goes back to Cleveland now that Cleveland's good again. And uh, don't even say are, that because I can <laughs> see it. Like, oh, I, I know. Can literally see it. Like if, like if, if LeBron's going here, anywhere, he's probably going back home. Right? Evan Mobley, what's up? All right, Cleveland, let's run it back. It's like, Let, bitch, you've been gone. You've let's been gone. Yeah. yeah, we built this without you, man. We, <laughs> we don't like, need yo, you. He's like, yo, Kevin Love, what's up? This is like, yo, man, I don't know. Yeah. No, yo, Kev, you're still here, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were still here, man. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we've talked about the Raptors. We've talked about the 76ers. We've talked about Ben Simmons, which, of course, is a staple on this show until he gets traded. Um, Let's talk about some NBA All-Star Reserves. <laughs> is there any particular reserve that you wanted to discuss? Oh, you know, I just wanted to go through the list of Every single one of them. Fred Van Fleet. Van Vliet. Bet on Raptors. Bet on yourself. Let's go. Good for also him. Shout out Jimmy Buckets. I'll give him some love. And um Chris Paul on the West there. Yeah, good for uh good for Van Vliet. Happy. I was really happy to see that. Well deserved. Um yeah, bet for somebody who was undrafted in the NBA to see what he's doing right now. What a great it, story, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great story. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't get drafted last. But, I mean, Carl That'd Anthony That'd be such Towns, disrespect. Well, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert are in the... Uh, oh, no, I guess Rudy Gobert is going to be out. An injury. I think he's replaced. I don't know who he's replaced by. There's a couple people who are out. But, uh, yeah, the... Uh, all-star game reserves. Was there any head scratchers for you guys or any snubs that you thought should have maybe made it in it's such a, it's such a weird one in the NBA because there's so few spots. Yeah. Kyle that's Lowry the hard part. Made it in, um, you know, pick your name here and there. That's a thing. Like every year there's a good list of players that very easily under different formats and circumstances would be all-stars. But because there's so few spots, do you know what would be kind of cool actually? Is if they, they built four teams for the All Stars. Well, that's what they're doing for the young, uh, for, oh, the rising, the, for the, the Rising Stars games. Okay, doing that, can we just talk yeah. about the Rising Stars. Okay, yeah, we're just going to talk about the Rising Stars game because Featuring I was looking Kyrie at Spencer. this. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, the the roster 
for th- these games. Ooh. Like Ooh. the the four teams, it's it's phenomenal. If you want to craft like an NBA All Star team, you're looking at Team Barry is Cade Cunningham from Detroit, Dyson Daniels, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okura, Alperin Sangin, Jayshon Tate, and Franz Wagner. That's that's one team. I like know. it. Jeez. It's star-studded youngins. You know, you mentioned um, Tyrese Maxey. Bowman. Team worthy. Team, team worthy. Yes, sir. Cole Anthony, Marshawn Buchamp, Josh Giddy from OKC. Josh Giddy. Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. What did you think of Anthony Edwards going first overall? Uh, I, I don't mind it at all. He he's. he's I was a, a, flashy, a little surprised. He's not a flashy NBA player. Like he's not up. He's not up like John Morant. He's not snatching rebounds and blocking shots. You know from the top of of the the rim mm-hmm. and you know the backboard kind of deal. But he just plays such a solid game. He he knows how to play basketball. So I I don't mind that. Like you know. The t- team Isaiah is probably the one that I'm picking for the winner. Oh, what with, about uh, uh, Gary Payton's team? You got your boy Scotty Barnes on there. You're going against yes, your boy. I was gonna say, man. Yeah, but we got we got our boy Precious Achua on That's Team true. Isaiah. That's okay, true. yeah. And Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Howard. Yeah, Isaiah's team's pretty loaded. Jaden Hardy and Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> so. <laughs> No, I, I really think... like Team Barry too here with Mobley Cunningham at your top end. Like that's sick, man. This, this is what I'm watching. This is what the, this NBA is what and this is All-Star what the NBA All Star game may turn into. They may do Please. something like this. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be fucking awesome. I'm really excited for this game, and I could give a shit about the NBA All Star game. I really no, like the draft that's... formats too because I don't care where the hell you play. Like, I don't care if you're East or West or what yeah. division you're in. Like, change all the league formats to drafts again because that was sick. I loved, I loved when teams were doing, like, bringing this alumni. Pl- I like the alumni player option as well, where the alumni are the coaches and they pick the teams. Yeah. And it's not like a player being a captain. A current picking- player. Yeah. Gets yeah, to pick. like, yeah. Yeah. No, give me, like, give me four random play like alumnus that can then become like gm slash coaches and select their teams that's yeah. cool and you could rotate that there's obviously this is the 75th celebration of the nba so you can just rotate people throughout like oh, next yeah. year you've got okay team reggie miller team shack uh let's go team gary payton again because he put together a pretty good team here uh mm-hmm. and then you go team uh dikembe motombo Team Matumbo. Yeah. Boom. No, done. No, All right. No. The next season. Okay. Uh, team Kareem. All right. Cool. Kareem Abdul Jabbar is doing it. Team Bird. Like, you just, there's yeah. such a depth of people you can rotate through. Team Muggsy. Oh, who doesn't want to oh, be on Team man. Muggsy? Right. Yeah. We, we didn't even mention Team Peyton, which is Lamella Ball, who should be an all star. Yeah. Yeah. Throw that out there. Uh, Scotty Barnes from the Raptors. Ayo Desono, Chris Rartree, Scott Henderson. Jaden McDaniels and Davion Mitchell. Uh, also, the coolest name in the entire game, Scoot Henderson. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited for Mello and uh, Scotty together. I think that'll be a really fun combo to watch. 
because I think they'll play really well off of each other, actually. Well, because Scotty plays like they play in in Charlotte right now, which is just yeah. pick and rolls and slipping the switches and slamming it home like on it. A, a pick and roll alley-oop. It, like, it's just really fun to watch with LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's exactly where I'm thinking with that. I, I, I love at, uh, sorry, Team I'm Worthy, like... and I'm like, hmm. A little lighter than I expected. You shut your mouth, Tyrese Maxey was <laughs> the twenty-first overall pick for I can't Team believe Worthy. He was that late what value? Pick. What, what value, value they for got sure. for uh for uh for Tyrese Suggs Maxey? at twenty. Yeah, Suggs at twenty is a good value. Oh, you're all in trouble. Jalen Green. Okay, you know what? I take it back. Yeah, uh, looking Josh, at this Giddy, Giddy's closer. a great player. Yeah. Giddy's like, good. Yeah, Giddy Giddy is gonna be dishing dimes to Maxi and Suggs all day here. Maxi's gonna be one of the only pe- person in this game playing defense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got big time players in Suggs and Green, and like uh, Green's got the shot, so that's cool. That's yeah. No, I not bad. Okay, I take it all back. Right, yeah, there you go. There you go. I'll okay. take it back. You, yeah. Okay, so obviously, gentlemen, we have some other loves of sports with you know the NHL and our Vancouver Canucks. Do you think that the NHL should go down more of this route with doing a, a young stars, a rising stars game? Obviously, the NHL yes. skills competition was Friday night. We have the all-star game Saturday night. Not very much interest, but if, you know, if, you were telling me that some of the elite NHL stars were going to be in the All-Star game. I might be watching it a little bit more closely. I agree. I honestly I really like the Rising Stars format and mm-hmm. this this generation of athlete is so special. Like and this is across all sports. Like I think that the kids coming up are just so extraordinarily talented to to have any opportunity to showcase that you have to take it. Like whether it's Trevor Zegris or uh, like a Josh t- Giddy. Jo- yeah. Josh Giddy, Cade Cunningham. Uh, uh, the, uh, of Lead Zoo. G- give yeah. Give them a platform. Give them a Put platform. Them out there. Yeah. And let them do their thing. That's how you, that's how you market your game, man. That's how you market your game. Look at like, look at what Joe Burrow is doing in the NFL. Like it, imagine, what like showcasing these young elite level talents all together in one format would do. I bet you it would outperform the actual all-star games themselves. The, the amount of anticipation and excitement about it, because there's so much promise behind it. And it's not just them being great. Now it's what they are, what they can and will become eventually too. And that that's super cool. Like I think back to like the world cup of hockey with team North America, yeah. Why was that team so freaking exciting? Because it was the entire future of the sport on one yeah. team, right? Yeah. Like, give me, give me more of that in any sort of format. Doesn't matter what the sport. Give me more of that. Okay, well, gentlemen, I think that wraps up all of our NBA chat for the day. We got a couple of questions from Twitter. If you want to get yeah. into them, let's yes, yes. do it. Good, because unlike last week, we didn't get any. But we, we got some this week, which is good. And there were some good ones. The one here from Adam Curzonblatt. If you were to remove one rule and add one rule to the NBA, what would they be? 
So was that one thought. one rule for the NBA? Yeah. Add one rule and take away one. Okay. Can I add better in like better enforcement of a rule that exists? Uh, I since I am the judge, I think that would be fair. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> because traveling has always been such a massive oh, issue in the yeah. NBA. Call the bloody travels, right? Like they never I, call I would travel. Just... I, I will, you know what? I, I will go with you on that one and say just call just call, call the, the actual the rules. Yeah, like yeah. so like double dribble, traveling, all that stuff. Yes, they're NBA players. They don't need to throw the ball up on their hand for three seconds and walk two steps. Please yeah. make them dribble. I, I would have said a year ago, if we were having this conversation, I would have said, you got to stop them launching into people mm -hmm. at, oh, a, yeah. like, mm -hmm. at an unnatural angle and drawing fouls. You got to stop that. They did. So it kind of took you know, a little wind out of sails for this answer. Uh, I will say to get rid of something, uh, limit these fucking timeouts. Yeah, less, oh, yeah. Less timeouts. You know what? Momentum's just a thing. And yeah, you know what? You may be down on momentum, but you got to battle your way back. But it seems like... You're always kind of waiting for it, too. That's what I find myself when I'm watching basketball is like if the say I'm watching up, the game yesterday. Well, no, if, if the, Mavs, <laughs> the Mavs are like on a bit of a run, like they're on like a 13 to two or 13 to one like run or whatever. As soon as they score a basket, I'm like, OK, is this going to be a timeout? Nope. OK, well, probably next time they score, they're going to call a timeout like, oh, and a timeout. Doc Rivers wants to talk it over. Like I'm just, you know, I the timeouts just stopping the flow of the game drive me absolutely insane. So that's one rule change I'm making. Uh, is I am taking away, I'm taking away three of your timeouts. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that because you, you see it like they use the the TV timeouts. They know when they're coming, and then just you have these added timeouts. It's like guys, we don't need these. We I get stopping. You the have flow enough timeouts already. Yeah, and then also the flow of play is stopped naturally with tv timeouts at the yes at four yes. minute marks like it, yes it's, it's the same with hockey like if anybody's noticed after a a whistle that's not a uh offside or a you know icing or something or like something. that or yeah. icing after a five minute 10 minute or 15 minute mark they go to a commercial they're scheduled commercials they have them in nba too use them as the timeout we have all of these replays now that are kind of slowing down the game already. So I, I agree. Take take away some of their timeouts. That, that's a good rule change. Uh, I also, to add one, um, shot from the logo is worth four. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Four-pointer from the logo. It Increase. has to be from the logo or no, beyond. No, yeah, you, you put a you put a circle there. No matter what your center court uh, icon or logo, whatever is, you put a circle around it. And yeah, if you're shooting from inside like that circle or whatever, that's worth four. I think that would change the dynamic of the game like quite a bit because a one possession game now is four points. It's two buckets, and you'll see some teams maybe draw up a play or two. To, and a lot of people will be working on like those half court shots. Now, my my worry would be that. People would spend so much time working on that half court, the the logo shot, that that would impact their their threes or even their pull ups. Like they can't hit pull up jumpers anymore because they're used to muscle memory of just muscling it in from uh, from the logo. But I would love to see, yeah, logo because uh, in the playoffs it happens all the time. We're like. Mm -hmm. uh, Trey Young or Lillard or Durant or Harden will just casually drop 
uh, fucking or LeBron too will Curry. casually drop a shot from the logo and it's always a big deal. I say make it a bigger deal, put an extra point on that. And if you get fouled, that's five shots. Woo. That is a yeah. nice subtle little rule. Question right? on that. Would it be yeah. logo and beyond? So like if you scored from your end, or does it have to be in the logo circle? In the logo circle. Yeah, in I the like bo- that idea in the bonus too, spot. Yeah. Because one it gives teams better opportunity to defend it because it'd be like, okay, he's in the circle. He's camping in the circle. I know what he's trying to do. Yeah. Whereas uh, if it's like, you're trying to defend teams while you're in the offensive zone, you're like, yeah. And the the reason I want it, the reason I want it the most is because of the death March in an NBA game. Right. (laughs) Where it's like down the last like 40 seconds and a team is down by like two possessions, like a team's down five and there's under 40 seconds or under a minute left to play. You're kind of like, okay, because I also can't stand just the fouling at the end of the game. Like, again, the last, you know, two minutes of an NBA game takes forty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that if you add something like that, that gives you the ability to close that gap a little bit easier and a little bit better uh you might not see just the parade of fouls and the slow slow march towards the end of the basketball game and yeah because i hate the automatic fouls let them shoot two, try and get the ball back sort of sort of stuff so those are my rule changes i fixed the nba plus okay. momentum would be so much more impactful if you yeah. start rolling right before the end because like you cannot get rolling at the end of the game right now Right. Like there's way too many stops, way too many possession changes. Like nobody gets a rhythm. But if you removed a lot of those timeouts, one, you got to use them a lot more strategically. Um, And two, like that last minute, minute and a half is going to be insane. Like it's going to go so much more fast paced. And that's going to become the most exciting part of the game and not the least exciting part of the game. Indeed. I hate it right now. Follow up question for Boverslept. Do you think it'll take away from DeMar DeRozan's two point game <laughs> from the <laughs> mid range Mauler? Uh, <laughs> that's somebody who I would I would never want him shooting from the logo. That, that I don't want him losing. I don't want him losing his mid range. It was a fun question. He's the half court, <laughs> half court well, You could have a potential, like a specialist on your team. Maybe you've got some guy. He's the eighth or ninth man in your rotation or whatever. Danny Green? But he's a but he's a logo specialist, <laughs> right? Like imagine. if you were asking me to build a football team, you know, I've always said this: the first like uh, the first thing I'm looking for if I'm building an NFL team from scratch, I'm looking for a punter who can throw. Johnny Hecker. Yeah, sure. Shout Rams. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Deal. To, to not to not know, like to have a, a a punter who's got a quarterback worthy arm, you would never know if they were going to do a fake punt or not. Like you couldn't trust it. Every That's fourth down, yeah, like that. I would love so that. Just a of team the... of first down players that could play at least two positions. Yeah, <laughs> hey you guys. could just like scramble them around, Nick Nurse style. Fun, fun <laughs> fact. Um, the the kickers and the punters in high school are normally the quarterbacks and the best players on the team. Mm. Just because so they, they got it in the repertoire. You just yeah, gotta keep so it they, going. they're already the like the ones throwing. They can throw already, and it kind of gravitates towards the college level as well, where there's the guys that were 
you know, are, that are quarterbacks now and the stud players played pretty much every position. I just want more fake punts. I just want to need more fake punts. I uh, do too. Yeah. We didn't give actually, you know what? That was really lost on us this year in the NFL. I, yeah. I, I found myself watching punts. Teams would be lining up for a punt and I'd be like, fake it, fake it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. And do always- it. Just run a fake. It's only six yards. You're at the 40 yard line. Come on. And again, if you had a quarterback who was able to just like throw that thing on a dime and put a laser in there for a receiver, just a quick little slant route. Why would you not? Again, well, that's why they're punters. Well, ah, I want a hybrid punt. I want a hybrid punter and quarterback. That's the number one thing I'm going into the draft looking to uh, Man, looking if to they build. Could just throw, if they could just throw that dime right in there, they'd be the quarterback. Bowman. I'm not. I'm not saying go for it on like fourth and twenty, and I'll carry this. But like, how many? You know, fourth and five, fourth and six. You can't have somebody just do a little. Slant I like the right direct. Away. I like the direct snap when you need like four yards. Oh god! You just okay. direct snap it, and you just run it for four yards. Yeah. What other uh, questions you got there? Oh, from uh, uh, from Twitter. Let's see here. Oh, we got the rule. This one is from Becca at the Chewbacca. If you could combine two Olympic events, one summer and one winter, what would they be? Bonus points if you can come up with a good name for your new Olympic sport. Okay. I think this is where why I was talking about uh, slam ball because she. Combined summer and winter. Right. I think so. this, like we were kind of going down this, this rabbit hole already with the, with the moguls and, and uh, basketball. Yeah. yeah everything. I I, dunking. I'm going Olympic ski jumping, but Ooh. you dunk it at the very end at the end. Yeah. Like, so you, you do your ski jump, go down the hill. Oh my goodness. You fly off the thing, but then you need to dunk it. Olympic we can, give it, we can give it a little bit of a bigger, you know, basket. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, but yeah, I want uh Olympic ski dunking. Thank you. That's pretty good. That's um, pretty damn good. Give me uh underwater hockey. Um <laughs> Polo polo so, hockey. Swim, water, yeah, swimmers, water hockey swimmers all have mini hockey sticks and uh a puck that sits on the floor and they gotta dive down and everybody starts up on diving platforms to start the game that's how the face-off happens and you just dive off with your mini hockey (laughs) stick and there's little goals at the end no goalies and you gotta you gotta get it get it in there See, yeah, I, I, I think hockey polo <laughs> is too easy. I want to find something more like fun for the name of this. I like, I like it. I like your new Olympic sport, Sean. Yeah. Um, submarine hockey. That's good. Submarine hockey. Okay. And you just um, for the face-off, you send one diver from each side, <laughs> and they just, just go straight in the go. middle of the pool. <laughs> they just gotta go first person to touch another player gets added to your to okay your since we have underwater cameras now this would actually work out really yeah well. that'd be great <laughs> i can I, i'm like picturing this and i'm like dude that'd be some pretty badass shit down there like oh, hold on i gotta go be get the air. There. yeah you'd be on a breakaway and all of a sudden you'd have to come up for air <laughs> and, and possession could change right there boom like <laughs> You couldn't, you couldn't swim the whole length underwater, could you? I don't think so. So, 
I don't know, man. It might Tom not be the Cruise, fastest Tom swimmer. Tom Cruise good in Minority Report. Yeah, you just need somebody with good now. lungs. I, I, that's that's my sport. I'm, okay. I'm going submarine hockey. It's like Boris element Lept has been looking at. He's he's thinking about it. He's thinking hard. hard. There's so many elements of like Olympic sports that I like, like the shooting of biathlon. More things should involve oh, yeah. yeah. cross more country running. And, yeah, uh, but also more things <laughs> need done. Already like a crazy sport in itself. It's like we're just gonna ski for a little bit and then shoot shit. <laughs> like I would submarine like submarine see... <laughs> Everything's underwater <laughs> yeah. now. Everything's underwater. <laughs> Waterproof guns. Yeah, and then you and then you got to put a slam dunk. Slam dunk has to be in there somewhere. Um, yeah. Let's see. I think. I think I would like to see a five-on-five five, like gymnastics would be good, or like or like ice dancing, like kind of like a breakdance battle. So a big, yeah, you know, five-on-five, five, but it's like ice dancing and stuff like that. And that'd be Break all right. Dancing will be at the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, in France, yeah. <laughs> which is great because that's which those is rad. athletes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also, there's not enough slam dunking there. Like everything, I just like okay, let's do the parallel bars, and then when you finish your thing, you got to fucking dunk, right? That'd I'm be gonna, pretty like, cool. I'm gonna think about this one for a little bit here, and I'm gonna come back. Be like, well, you can combine speed skating with this event, and like, we're like forgetting about bobsled, luge. I was thinking, I was in the, I was in the bobsled Ooh. luge thing, but I couldn't really think of anything to like. Oh, it's like it's bobsled and biathlon, where the back guy's got to be shooting targets. Shooting. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Can you oh my god! You would, their spectators would be so far away because you're gonna get, like, they hit the slightest little bump, and you're just sniping. Fans yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see someone who's able to shoot and bullseye shit. This is while like, that's like basically. The the Let's James Bond event, yeah, ever. like somebody like <laughs> losing down an ice field with someone else on the back shooting things. It'd be like uh, having it'd be like Star Wars, man. Like you'd have like the shooter at the back, yep, and you'd have your guy like steering in the front, yep. You got your middle guys that are kind of supporting that. That'd be insane. Like you've got like three targets to hit and. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, to be honest. Gotta, and oh. they set them up as you're going around corners and shit. So you gotta like, yeah, or like a dip, like right before the, like right on the cusp of the dip before it goes down, a target pops down, and you gotta hit it. Like hit it's it. not even just sitting there. You yeah. gotta like it pops down. You gotta hit it, and it's it it'd be more like skeet shooting and so bob bob sled bob sled shooting bob skeet bob skeet. <laughs> Skeet, pop, skeet, skeet, skeet. Uh, fucking Olympic shoveling would be great to see. Let's just, yeah, you know, look at that hey, form. Yeah, you guys, you're all locked in these houses and you have to open up and you got to shovel yourself. You're going to shovel a driveway. You have a little bit of time. You got to shovel a driveway and the sidewalk. Oh, he's yeah. using his salt way too early. That's going to do nothing on that ice. I'm sorry, I feel the need since he said Bob Skeet 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 to say to the window, to the wall, till the sweat drips down my ball. <laughs> and and, and oh, Skeet Skeet, motherfucker! Oh, Skeet Skeet, goddamn! And you yeah. gotta have Little John show up for, oh, yeah, for all oh, yeah. the Master the of Bob Skeet events. Oh, yeah, yeah Master of Ceremonies. Yeah. Absolutely. 
classic. Okay. They'd be I like, think... next up, Jamaica. And he's like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they've come bobsledding out. Back guy snipe and target. Yes, that's my new favorite sport now. Yeah, Here you go. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> we had one more from Adam. And this is kind of a salty question because we all know the answer, which is which zoo is Jay Bowman Coover more passionate about the Adelaide Zoo or the Rosemore Wildlife Park from the movie We oh, Bought a Zoo? It's tough because one of those oh. zoos made me cry a lot. Uh, yeah. And one of them I've never, you know, actually physically been to, but there's a passion there that is undeniable. I'm going with the Adelaide Zoo, Woo! although what's made me feel the m- most emotions, uh, maybe oof, still the Adelaide Zoo. I yeah, I gotta go. Like obviously, this question's not for me here, but everybody. Well, that's why the I didn't, Adelaide why didn't Zoo, ask you. The Adelaide Zoo has made me feel a lot of things. Yeah, and joy, just excitement, all of it. Like I've I've felt the full range of emotions from the Adelaide Zoo, and uh, I don't think there's any zoo in the world that could top it, imaginary or otherwise. I'm passionate about that zoo. It's just passionate you know, about. I'm not zoo. passionate about many things in my life, but that zoo, Jeffrey Martina, they're uh, they're up there, guys. I just saw something on Twitter, and I'm very sad now. So I'm gonna go curl into a ball and die a little bit. Uh, Kurt Wood Smith from RoboCop and that '70s show fame uh, just posted a photo on Twitter of the uh, pilot script for that '90s show. So oh. I'm gonna go die now because uh, oh. can't be can't be having that. Oh, I've heard that's a thing coming. Yeah, yeah. That no, it's, it's there's it's the not script. A thing. There's the script right there. No, there it is. It's not a thing. Well, that's, we're, that's, ending, that's, we're ending the show. That's the one thing. Whenever people, like, oh, did you know that we are this farther away from this than we are from this? Like, you know, all that shit that makes you feel super old yeah. and depressed all the time. That's the mm-hmm. one for me that gets me all the time. Is like that '70s show where, based on the timeline, because it was started in 1997 and uh, debuted in, uh, or it took place in 1977. That if that were to happen now, yeah, uh, 2002. Yeah, yeah, a, a, yeah, a similar thing. If that show were to debut, would take place in 2002. The 2002 show. Oh. I love that 70s show. Oh, Justin that Timberlake's a solo artist. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> rock your butt. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. not having it. Not having it. Wait. Are we singing Justin Timberlake songs? Because I got lots, boys. <laughs> you know I'm a JT fan. Just deep cuts. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's like, he's, I, I look beyond the hits. I find the meat of the album. <laughs> but it's a signal I want no part of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a real Blaker. Yeah. You're not a real Blaker unless you... Is that, unless you, you, like is that what you cuts. think we're called? The timber, like Timberlake, Lakers, the Lakers, that, like the Lakers, Lakers. Lakers? Holy, sh- holy shit! Next time I hear anybody reference themselves as a Laker, as a Laker fan or whatever, I'm like, do you mean the basketball team, or are you just a big fan of Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yes. Lakers please. unite! Wait, basketball Lakers or Timberlake Lakers. fans? I yeah. love Timberlake. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty Twenty Experience is a great album. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's better. 2020 experience was okay. We're ending the show. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Van Slam podcast. 
Vancouver's only, to our knowledge, NBA podcast. For Sean Warren and Jay Bowman, I have been Joshua Griffith, and this has been a presentation of the Area 51 Sports Network. Check out all the variety of podcasts that the Area 51 Network provides, including Point Shot Hockey with your very own Sean Warren, Capspace Wins Cups, a hockey and F1 podcast, and Avid Discussers podcast. You can get more of Bowman and his 76ers takes on the sixth best Canucks podcast, but the first best 76ers, Canucks, movies, wrestling, and pop culture podcast. Trust the process with Wyatt the Stanch and Art, a presentation of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you're a movie fan, make sure to check out At The Movies 10 Years Later, as Bowman and J9 break down the movies that dominated the box office 10 years Chances are you can't get enough of Bowman, and that's perfect, as Nation Extreme Wrestling has started a podcast along with an amazing brand that will bring local wrestling to Vancouver and surrounding areas. You can catch more of me, Joshua Griffith, on the Sports Talk Light Network covering the Vancouver Whitecaps and on the Unnamed Sports Show. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen. For Apple users, we are up and running, so make sure to leave that five-star rating and a comment. For the Van Slam podcast, on behalf of Sean Bowman and myself, until next time, NBA fans. Oh, that, oh, I wasn't man. expecting such a grand entrance. <laughs> I was channeling my inner Cobra guy with the sunglasses and the cruel summer. Oh, man, uh, you're loving Cobra Kai then. I, I just finished it. I just finished the season four. What a monster. What a monster. Just sl- slayed through the thing. Congratulations. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sad that I didn't watch it earlier. That's it exactly amazing. how I felt because I think I came on board just before season three was released. And I remember being super pissed because on Netflix, the in-between episodes, like still photo that they used. And I think this is in like season one, the in-between episode still photo they used. Sean, have you seen Cobra Kai? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say anything then because it was like a pretty significant. It was a pretty significant like spoiler. And I was just like, I remember because Wyatt was the one who pushed me on uh, on the Cobra Kai. And I'm like, hey, so the, this this picture on Netflix, uh, what's this about? He was like, I fucking can't believe they did that. So <laughs> I hate when they do that. <laughs> but Sean, you're you're next, though. So you need to be bitten yeah. and infected by the Cobra Kai uh, disease here. And I do. Here's the, here's the thing, Sean. You'll love it. Yes. I have no, yeah, That's fair. This is one of those shows where unless you know somebody who hates good things, you can say with great confidence. That, <laughs> you can say with great confidence that no, you'll love it. It's a great show. Like this thing is better than it has any right to be. Any right to be yes. at all. I still like, yeah. and it's and it's a huge hit with like celebrities and stuff. Like it's it's a big fucking deal. This show, and it is a twenty something year later, thirty year later spinoff from a couple karate movies that came out in the in the 80s and here we go where it's this awesome piece of television it's great would i need to go back and watch the karate kids again oh so spoiler alert i just watched the karate kid for the first time 
Oh, uh, okay. So you watched day. Cobra Kai before that? Oh my I god! Cobra okay. Kai before, I, obviously, I knew. I'm very familiar with all of the stories of the Karate Kid. The wax on, wax off. Yeah. The, so the, crane, all, crane kick, crane, everything. Yeah. The crane kick. Uh, I'm. I knew who Johnny Lawrence was. I knew who, you know, Sensei Crease was. I knew who all these guys were and stuff. I just never seen it. I, I, I watched it the other day. It, it it didn't need to be watched for me to enjoy Cobra Kai. Yeah, okay. I hadn't That's seen the Karate Kids in a long time when I had watched them. I've seen them all, but yeah. uh, and the show does a really good job of when it introduces somebody from like Karate Kid Two or whatever, showing little yeah. kind of flashbacks to catch you up. Oh, perfect. See, but that's there the are... thing. I don't really want to go back and watch the Karate Kids again. Yeah, because there you are don't have sm- to. Yeah. there are smaller yeah. little details that are in there that kind of reward you for being like. Because I uh, watched Karate Kid Three before watching this latest season. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's little kind of touches and little details, but it's not going to, it's just going to add to your enjoyment of the show. It's not going to detract from it. If you're not like super down with every line, every beat, every scene and moment from karate kid three. Now I've only seen karate kid two once. And I think it was season season three or season two. That was very heavily influenced by karate kid two season three. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of like, uh, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, the lady. Oh yeah, yeah, girl. yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, but again, like they do a really good job. They do a good job with flashbacks, not expecting you to go and watch like thirty-year-old karate child movies. So good. Okay, okay. Oh, but so you know, sad. I can get on board with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so watching sad. Ozark right now. Okay. So I went Cobra Guy instead of Ozark. Oh, dude, Ozark is banana lands. Like I saw the first episode of that years ago and i'm like oh that's that's really cool and then i just kept living my life i don't know why i never of ozark? Yeah, yeah, i love yeah ozark. I love oh you got it i love on. jason bateman so a, i i'm yes. surprised i haven't seen I, it before i remember i think somebody being thrown out of a fucking high-rise building yeah i think and then uh <laughs> in like the first episode i'm like oh oh, oh my god oh, yeah. and then i just yeah just me and the girlfriend, it was going to be our new show we were going to watch. And then I forget what happened, but we just never went back after the first episode and just moved on. See, I feel like I've had pretty incredible timing with it. Uh, same as Yellowstone. Like I kind of caught up and finished everything of Yellowstone as they were putting out new episodes. So like I was trailing behind. And by the time they had all the episodes for season four, I was there. Right. So like I, I didn't have to wait for any episodes, which was nice. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, and now that's kind of the same thing with with Ozark right now. It's like I'm in season two, um, and it's it's my it's my show that I watch when I'm on afternoon shift. So in the mornings I'll just bust out some Ozark, and uh, they're now I think they're into their season four. Um, yeah, and, and that's like that's... seven episodes at a time, and that show's crazy popular. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's people people fucking love Ozark and are talking about it. I know the new season just dropped and people just like blew Mm -hmm. through it like a buzzsaw and everyone can't wait for the next one is going to be the last season or something, right? Well, they've they dropped like half of the this season and then they're dropping the next half all at once. So they're giving like seven episode chunks of it, which is kind of cool because. I like that they've acknowledged that people like to binge it. <laughs> here's seven episodes. We'll wait a couple months. We'll give you seven more episodes. I like See, that. Here's the here's the thing. Like, 
it was, oh, it's a weekly show on TV. This is what you're doing once per week. Okay. And then with Netflix and stuff, it became everything's being binged, binge, 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 binge. And now things are moved back towards some shows, back towards the weekly new drop episodes. Yeah. Which do yeah. you prefer? Because like the Marvel shows, I love watching those. Those are weekly drops. Mandalorian, Boba Fett. I'm watching Peacemaker and stuff right now. Uh, they're not. I haven't gone on to Peacemaker yet, but I will. I've good. Uh, I've it's heard good. good things. What do you guys prefer? Do you like the the oh all at once, watch it at my leisure and crush it, or do you like the bit yeah. of slow drip? I, I like to binge. I find I like... it's hard sometimes. Like a lot of shows, they go, they they pick up right where they left off, which is great, but it's hard to. I find every week I'm like, okay, uh, mentally recap where I'm at with this show. You know, like I'm watching Snowpiercer mm -hmm. right now as well. And it's like from one season to the next was big enough jump. And I'm trying to remember like who's on what train. Okay. Okay. I got that straight now. Next episode. I'm like, okay, I'm piecing this all back together again now. Whereas like if I can binge it, I don't have to do that. It's just right. It's all fresh in your it's all fresh. All fresh in your mind. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it previously on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not worried about recaps, right? Uh probably shows my age a little bit with uh, you, you young like and Sean. But I like the I like the weeklies. Yeah, bring me back to like the waiting for. Oh, and then tune in next time Tuesday night at eight o'clock to find out what happens to Mulder and Scope. Oh yeah, shit. I know that was Ooh. Sunday. That was Sunday nights, and that was after Simpsons. That was the one day I was allowed to yeah. stay up late. Yeah, because we were allowed to watch X Files. But like something about that, the weekly—you have to wait for it. There's no other way that you can possibly find it and watch it. There's no spoilers like it is That's nowadays. Nice thing too, no spoilers. You, you were just—you just had to wait for it, and just the anticipation of a new show, or if the Simpsons did you know like a, a back to back episode like or a a part like you know, one of continue yeah like yeah. A, a cliffhanger yeah. or any of those shows did that back in the days like it was such a big deal you're like wait what there's yeah. a part cont to be continued you're like no 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 it, it's 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 9 30. No. <laughs> it's like give I, me it now i need a yeah. conclusion it gives you something to look forward to as well uh for me it kind of helps like space out the week like i know wednesday's my like boba fett's gonna be out on wednesday peacemaker's gonna be out on thursday okay great but also like there's no more bigger like frustration and this goes back to when game of thrones was in its early uh throws on tv when that fucking episode ends and the credits come up and like no yeah uh, and it is the long <laughs> and it is the longest possible time between yeah. you've just finished a new episode and you have to wait for the next episode oh man i hate that that was a wandavision thing whenever that fucking credit yeah. came up, everybody went <sighs> nuts and then but i do like the slow drip a little bit because i can watch other things mm -hmm. and i also like to see like oh what like online and stuff what got what people talking about it i'm on reddit seeing oh what are people talking about the episode and all that kind of stuff and i like seeing that as opposed to okay here's all of it all at once so although like binging was, was great at the time i remember one of the series i binged the most back when it was dvds was 24 the i had the first yeah. i never i never watched 24 my sister bought me the first three seasons on dvd so i cleared through those 
it was it Christmas? Yeah, by January like fifth, I was all done, blew through all that twenty four, uh, and that was a show where every episode was like a season finale worthy cliffhanger, right? And then season four came on TV, I think that January, that February after the Super Bowl. I'm like, all right, 24. And I watched them, I guess, great. And then I don't have the ability to just like, eh, eh, let's see what's going on. And I remember not liking season four because I felt it was super slow. It might not have been slow. It might have just been the fact that I couldn't <laughs> just, just watch every episode much. at my leisure whenever I wanted to. Because there were times, man, I went through till dawn. Like, I'm like, I ah, one more. Ah, I could do one more. I'll do one more. And it was like, yeah. It I think was... it depends, right? Like what you're, what you're saying. It depends on the show. If, if you can um, put me into a world, then I will, then I have no problem waiting. Like Snowpiercer, I wait. Boba Fett, I wait. Any yep. of the Marvel films, I wait. You know, like I've, and I, I think it's exciting, right? Like, yep. I, like you, right? But like, we just finished watching Criminal Minds. Okay. And, to me, if it was like waiting on the next episode, I probably wouldn't have watched it anymore. Mm. And it, it's not to say that I don't like I, I really enjoyed it. I just when it's kind of repetitive. Right. But there's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same thing. It's like CSI, right? It was like you have a case, you solve the case from you start the case, you solve it by the end. And there's a lot of character development in between. But that to me isn't quite enough to keep me hooked on a week to week basis. But if I can just sit there and like watch three episodes, then you got me. Right. So I think it really depends on the show, but I I do like binging because I'm, I'm not a very patient person. (laughs) Imagine if like, imagine if sports worked like that. Oh man. Can you imagine watching the whole season? We've played the entire season of slam ball. Uh, you can watch it at your leisure, so you can go through and watch game by game by game by game, or uh, you could do a slow drip. That would actually be pretty crazy. Could you imagine, like, at the end of the end of like the NFL season, nobody knows what happened through that NFL yeah. season, but you're sitting there, you're like, what's going to happen next? Are, are the Rams going to beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl? Like, yes. what's going to happen? You know, like, what's Oh, the grand finale. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But it's like already decided. That would be, that'd be insane. I'm, I'm sad you guys even brought up Slimeball because I swear like we got some questions on Twitter this week. And right away I go to like, how can I incorporate Slimeball into these questions? <laughs> so like, oh, what, what rules would you take out for the NBA or change? It's like, add trampolines. I saw that one. Uh, and then it. it's like, what, what like olympic winter sports would you add or this like slam ball <laughs> not for not for winter sports summer sports sure yeah shit. winter yeah. sports summer sports i don't care just get it in just in the olympics fair enough yeah fair yeah enough. in the winter sports it should be uh slam dunking off of moguls yes oh, like, oh. ski ball like but like no but yeah. that that sounds like that exists i got a that, that is ball? a thing yes mobile? you can't steal ski ball uh mogul ball mogul ball mogul ball? <laughs> ball. ball sounds like a uh just after yeah, every uh, mogul uh, is is a basketball hoop and people are lobbing balls up to them on each one oh, and, and they can and they can catch and dunk yeah. and you can you gain points and then the person with the most points at the bottom okay of the well 
I can't think of, a, of any sport that wouldn't be improved by incorporating slam dunks. No, right. We're going we're gonna to get to uh, some good answers then to our, our questions. 